From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. No matter how far you run from them, childhood tragedies have a way of catching back up with you. So is true of elite scuba diver Veronica West, who is about to encounter something unexplainable at the bottom of the ocean, something that will draw her back to her home on Sinclair Island, Maine. There, she'll lead a dangerous rescue mission to the bottom of the Bay of Fundy, home of the world's largest tides, and something horrific down in the depths. Listen to Narcosis, the latest horror fiction show on Realm's premier horror channel, Undertow. Narcosis is available now. Search for Undertow or Narcosis wherever podcasts are served. What's up, girl? How you doing? Oh, I've never been better. Oh, good. Me either. I'm so excited that we're day recording because then that means that we get to, like, chill tonight. Mm, I'm going to edit. Yeah, you are. (laughs) You don't get to chill much. I'm not going to chill. I really should research my Patreon, which is coming out before this one. Is it coming out before this one? No. No, Patreon's coming out um, in the next week. Oh. No. I've been on vacation. I have no idea. Today's, like, the 7th. Is it? 8th. What? Yeah. Oh, shit. My mom's birthday's coming up. Yeah. God damn! Ooh, got to figure that out. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to visit my mom. <laughs> On her birthday? Yep. Aw. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. Um, that'll bring me straight into my goddamn. Oh, I would love to hear it then. Uh, is that I'm going to be fucking traveling with two little children mm. for a solid week to the other coast. Yeah. The east one. Literally across the motherfucking country. Across the motherfucking country to like almost the farthest place that you could get. And I'm just like, yeah, that'll be fine. I'll, it'll be fine. It's going to be so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Don't worry, though. We'll be back by the time this comes out. So you guys can't, like, I don't know. Uh, Kill me. Yeah. Or, like, break into my house. Also, we'll have a house sitter. It's fine. Yeah. It's totally yeah. fine. Brandon's like, don't post anything on Facebook. And I was like, whatever, man. <laughs> I know. Someone's going to be at the house with Carl. It'll be fine. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, how long of a flight is that? Mm, if you took just a flight there, it's... <gasps> you have a layover? Oh, yeah. Is you, it? You, like, almost can't get a direct flight anymore. Oh, no. But it's, um, it's like a five and a half hour flight, one <gasps> flight. So That's like going to Hawaii. Yeah. It's like the same distance the Jesus other way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that blows my mind. Yeah. Clearly, geography is not my first strong suit. True love. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Oh, um, the only thing I remember about geography class is the teacher wore a Hawaiian shirt every day. Did you have Mr. Cruz also? <laughs> <laughs> I loved him. He was so easy to distract. Yeah. Also, he had really fun socks. Yeah, which is why I didn't learn geography. Yeah, me either. Because he's like, check it out. Here's Hawaiian. We're like, uh, isn't that like the same? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but it's going to be two flights. Or a layover or whatever, which is, I think, is going to be good with kids because it'll be a fucking, like, two-hour flight and then an hour where they can just scream and run around the airport. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my little girl, though, she screams like a goddamn banshee. So (laughs) this is going to be—I feel so bad for the other people on these flights. Oh, no. You think she'll scream? 
I hope not. Just download a bunch of videos and shit and let them watch it. If if she gets mad, like if she's coloring with a pen on the wall and you're like, hey, man, don't do that. And you take the pen away and you're mm-hmm. like, let's do something else. It doesn't matter what you do. You took the pen away and she is pissed at you. You yeah. can give her a phone. She will chuck it. You yeah. can give her your face. She will hit it. You can give her <laughs> anything that you want. And she's like, fuck that and fuck you. I just want the pen. And then you try and give her the pen back. Like, I'm sorry for my mistakes. And she's like, <laughs> take it back. Doesn't matter. She will throw it. Like, she is on one until Ugh. she calms down. And yeah. so at home, we deal with that by like, I mean, she's fine. Leave her alone. She'll just be on the floor and <laughs> screaming. Like, yeah. Like, ooh, don't touch it. Yeah. That one's pissed. Yeah. But you can't do that in an airport. I know. It's or like hard. on a plane. It's hard. Because there's other people there who would be like, ma'am, your child is screaming. And I'd be like, I'm well aware. <laughs> Fully aware. Well, I took a flight with my oldest son to Hawaii, Mm -hmm. and he was losing his goddamn shit, and the flight attendant walked up to me and was like, you know you can, like, walk him up and down the aisle, right? Like, oh, to get I thought the flight attendant was going to be like, you know, you need to quiet him down, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's basically what she was saying. But, like, you can walk him up and down. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to do any of that. He's yeah. just going to be screaming up and down the aisles. Mm-hmm. He's just going to fucking sit here and scream. Deal mm-hmm. with it. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You want to take him up and down the fucking aisle? Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. I'm fully aware of what I can and cannot do. Yeah. I got the um, back row in every plane to in the hopes that there would be less people around us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, maybe. We'll see. We'll fucking see. I don't know, man. Wish me luck. My Godspeed. grandpa always said that he flew in the back of the plane because nobody's ever backed into a mountain. Yep. <laughs> but my grandpa also was legitimately paralyzed from flying into a mountain. What? Yeah, when he was younger. What? His plane crashed. He was like a co-pilot or some shit. I don't even know. And uh, they flew into a mountain. And his plane crashed. And his pilot died. And he was paralyzed. And he crawled. Why have I never heard this? I don't know. But he crawled like a lot of fucking miles to some dirt road where he was found. What the fuck? And he was in a wheelchair for a long, 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 long time. And he was never supposed to walk again. But he did. He taught himself to walk again. I'm sure he, like, rehab helped. He probably also had help. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he eventually walked again, and I never knew him in a wheelchair or anything like that. Yeah. But he always, he always, Is this your dad's dad? Yeah. Pretty badass, Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. They're all badass. Yeah. They're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Why have I never heard this? That's why he liked planes and shit so much. That's why he liked planes? Because he got an accident because he was a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, you know what was fun? That was a rush back there. (laughs) I would love to do that again. No, no, no. He didn't want to do that again. But wow. Yeah, it was pretty traumatic. Was it a little plane? Yeah. I think it was in like the – I'm going to sound really dumb because I don't really know history or anything, mm-hmm. but it was like the Civil Air Force or something like that. Before we actually had the Air Force, it was like called the Civil something or other. Okay. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I'll you. have to Google it or some shit. But it wasn't like a- actually like a military thing yet or it was, but it wasn't the Air Force yet. Mm. Okay. It's a long-ass time ago. Yeah. You have old parents and grandparents too. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Isn't it? I don't even know how we got here. So, I mean, good luck sitting in the back of the plane. <laughs> Hopefully I don't get paralyzed. Yeah, that would suck. Wow, that's really intense. Yeah. And I want to talk to you more about that later. Okay. <laughs> but not right now. Cause... I have a lot of questions. Anyway, so um, you want to hear my goddamn? Yeah, I would. It kind of matches with yours a little bit mm-hmm. in that I just came back from a vacation mm-hmm. with my children. Thank fuck. It wasn't like a five-hour flight, though. Yeah. It was just like a two-hour drive. But uh, we were staying at a hotel. And my son, my oldest son and Lee were at the pool because they were taking a little break. It was fucking 500,000 degrees for the record. 
this entire vacation. So I've never sweat so much in my life. Yeah. And somehow I did not get a sunburn, which is a goddamn Christmas miracle. Did you have sunscreen? Uh, so much sunscreen. That's probably why. Uh, did you have sunscreen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you do the thing? <laughs> but did you die, though? <laughs> anyway, we're staying at a hotel. Lee and my oldest are swimming at the pool trying to cool off. And my baby is taking a nap in the hotel because he needed a fucking nap. He was a cranky banky. Yeah. And I was hanging out on the bal- balcony, like as moms do and mm-hmm. I was drinking a beer mm-hmm. <laughs> just oh, like sounds so relaxing yeah, enjoying my best life and I look up and I'm on the fourth floor and this hotel has six or seven floors mm-hmm. and on the sixth or seventh floor I see a girl mm-hmm. with blonde hair in a ponytail like bleach blonde hair mm-hmm. in a ponytail Climbing across from one balcony to the other. Okay. And there's like a half roof, like a decorative part of the roof Mm -hmm. that she's stepping on. Jesus Christ. To get to the next balcony. And then she climbs over the balcony and runs into her sliding glass door room area, right? Is it a little girl or like an adult woman? Well, listen, this happened really fast. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, at first I just watched it and I was like, ha ha ha. And then I'm like, wait the fuck. What did I just see? Yeah. I just saw like a girl climbing over a balcony into another balcony and she could have fucking died. Like, yeah, that's scary. I was scared to be sitting on the balcony on the fourth floor. It makes my hands sweaty. Yeah. Also, those little decorative pieces are not meant to support any weight. Jesus Christ. They're no. decorative. No. Generally, they're made out of foam covered in stucco. Exactly. And she was moving pretty quick. And that makes my feet hurt. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just saw somebody. Nearly die. Nearly die. And then I'm like, you know, because I do this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, did I just witness somebody escaping, <gasps> being held captive? And they, like, just ran to the next Okay, that's the balcony. only acceptable time to cross over a balcony. That's what I was thinking. Like, who the fuck would do this? Who would do this for fun? Like, yeah. it didn't, it happened so fast. Like, I didn't see her face. I don't know if she was laughing, but she was moving quick, you know, like yeah. trying to get the fuck out of here. And I was like, okay, I just witnessed somebody being kidnapped. Like, like, ma'am? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you, could you tell, like, looking, thinking back, if it was like a teenager? The only thing I could think of was it was probably a teenager because her hair was like bleach blonde. Like, like it wasn't natural. Yeah, but like, that's how yours was in high school and yeah. stuff, too. So yeah. it's hard for me to tell, but I'm going to go ahead and guess. Like, a, a teenager that's old enough to get their hair bleached or highlighted a lot. Yeah. But... Still young because what the fuck? Or they looked young like us. I don't even know. I don't even know. But now I fully convinced myself that that girl is being held captive in her hotel room. (laughs) Not anymore. She got out. Yeah. Or something weird is going on. Or she got into someone else's room. (laughs) Yeah. There's something going on. And so uh, Lee came up with my oldest son shortly thereafter because I sat there like, uh, that was fucking weird. And then I'm, like, trying to talk myself out of it. Like, it's probably some kids just fucking around. Like, maybe their friends are next door or something yeah. like that. And their parents don't know. But either way, like, that's not good. Mm-mm. And so Lee came in, and I was like, I just saw a girl climb from one balcony to the other. And Lee was like, I'm sorry, what? Because it looked like it makes your palm sweaty. Mm-hmm. You should not be doing that. And so I went out on the balcony, and I showed him where. And he was like, you have to call the front desk and like let them know and I was like should I am I being like too nosy or like too whatever am I being crazy because being a downer on these yeah yeah teenagers thing yeah because they could die exactly because in my mind I am fully convinced that she was kidnapped or something and that was her escape yeah or that she like tried to escape to the other balcony and saw it was locked and like tried to run back before her captor found her this is what's going on in my head and Lee is more like hey if that's a kid fucking around she could die you know her parents need to know or something yeah 
And so I called the front desk and I let them know and they were like, okay, we'll call security. And I had to like explain where I was and all the shit. And like shit. where you think the room is. Yeah, yeah. What if they get there and the fucking kidnapper opens it and he's like, no, everything's, everything's fine. fine. I know. I thought about this too, I'll but I was like, on my daughter. I did the best that I could. Mm. But so. See something, say something. Yeah, exactly. I did. And then, um, yeah. And then I feel like a fucking negative Nancy. Like, did I just poop on someone's party? But also like homegirl, you almost died. Like I'm freaked out for you. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that shit. Like I get that it's fun. And you guys are just having a good time, but like Jesus I don't know, Christ, keep it kind of safe, man. Yeah, you would fucking die. Wear a goddamn harness. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be climbing over balconies and exactly. shit. Exactly, you're not fucking Spider Man, all right? Yeah. And so I start googling, like, are there any missing girls in the area that meet that description? Oh my god. Yeah, like I was fucking full on in. And, yeah. And that's how I came up with a story that I'm gonna tell you today. So that's my segue. Oh wow. Okay. Which, my story today is it about her? No, for sure it's not her. Okay. <laughs> for sure it's not her. It's actually a really well-known story, and I kind of vaguely remember the story, mm. but I did not know all of this shit. So I'm going to share it, and sorry if everybody has heard it a thousand fucking times. Well, and I'm excited. My rendition, I'm sure, will not be as good as any other podcast that's covered it. Because I know, the like, original? <laughs> yeah. I know, like, True Crime Garage covered it, and they did, like, three fucking episodes. Oh, so wow. I didn't listen to it, but I can only imagine that it was fucking epic. Yeah. And yeah. then I know that they, like, the family did a lot of 2020 interviews and fucking oh, shit yeah it's been all over so i'm sure you've heard this story but okay. hopefully i can share something new with wow. you i'm really intrigued and if not then just enjoy our rendition of it and you can tell me all the things i got wrong i always enjoy your rendition hey of songs anything of fucking crimes <laughs> crimes songs you know the whole gambit Huge. yeah all yeah. of it all right anyway i saw this chick out on the balcony Right. Mm -hmm. And I searched for blonde chick missing in California Mm -hmm. and the name Sherry Papini popped up. Okay. Do you remember this name? Mm, It does not ring a bell yet. All right. I feel like when I tell the story, you're going to remember a little blip about it. Okay. Because I did. I was like, as soon as I saw her face, I'm like, isn't that the girl Mm. that... And I don't want to give it away. That blank happened. And then as I read it, I'm like, I feel like my opinion has changed and everyone's going to hate my opinion. Uh Uh-oh. But you know me. Okay, so in November of 2016, Sherry Papini was a 34-year-old mother of two who lived in Redding, California. Okay. So she was a stay-at-home mother and she was married to a man named Keith Papini Mm -hmm. who worked and supported his family on a Best Buy salary. Okay. That's hard to do. Yeah, get it. In California. Maybe he was a manager. Maybe. Do they get paid better? I have no fucking clue. I don't know. But I was like, God damn, a family of four, and they were living in a house in Redding, California. But I found out later that the house was not like a hand-me-down, but what do you say? Like, trusted to him by his parents? Like, Mm -hmm. his parents gave him the house, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah, but still, even then, even if you don't have a mortgage, like, that seems hard to do. Yeah, yeah, you still have other bills Mm -hmm. and, like, living. Yeah, yeah. Four people. Which I like how you and I both were just like, I could live off of $600 if I had to. <laughs> I mean, if I had to. If, if I, I was to. by myself, totally. Yeah. What is that, gas? For That's days? it? Yeah. <laughs> God. Don't okay. go anywhere. So Sherry was described as a, quote, super mom who always took her kids to events and to the park and stuff like that. She was very involved in their lives. And she nice. was like almost like the Pinterest mom, right? Okay. On November 2nd of 2016, Sherry was home and Keith was at work and her kids were at daycare, which again, how did they afford daycare? That's a fucking mortgage. Yeah. For two kids? Yeah. Kids were at daycare. Maybe cost of living and all that is cheaper in Reading. Maybe. But also not to be a dick, but I'm like, why are you kids in daycare, man? I'm so jelly. 
Like, like because she was a stay-at-home yeah, mom? Yeah, yeah. Girl, because she got shit to do. <laughs> I know. Stay-at-home mom shit is hard. Yeah. But Running like, errands with kids or without kids, but I will take without a thousand times. For fucking sure. I'm just super jealous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that sounds like my dream. Yeah. I'll keep the house nice. Maybe they also had, like, a trust Maybe. Fund. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he worked at Best Buy, but also... There was some money involved. They had money. I don't really know, but goddamn, she figured it out. Yeah. Okay, so she's at home, Keith's at work, the kids are at daycare, and sometime that morning she texts Keith and she asks if he'll be home for lunch that day. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if it was normal for him to come home for lunch or what, because in my world it's like, no, I'm at fucking work all day. I never come home for lunch. Yeah, why would I come home? Yeah. That would waste my entire 30-minute break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason she texted him that day and he never texted her back or whatever. Probably because he was working. Yeah, he's like, I'm fucking busy, man. Yeah. Um, also, I think I'm starting to remember this one. Are you? Yeah. So yeah. Tell me. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so she doesn't hear from her husband or anything about lunch, and she decides that she's going to go for a jog. So a little bit about Sherry. She was, like, very thin and petite, blonde mm-hmm. hair, blue-eyed girl. She was really into eating healthy and exercising and stuff, so it sounds like a jog wasn't really out of the norm for her. Mm-hmm. Later on, her neighbors go on to say that they never saw her jogging regularly, but her husband says that she had recently started taking it up again. Okay. Which people who are fucking into running, losers. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I fucking hate running. I never get that high. No, I don't either. That people get. But um, I guess that's kind of normal. Like sometimes you take it up, you do it a lot, and then you fucking fall out of it and you take it up again. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah. she goes for a jog. A few hours later, Keith checks his phone and he sees that he had missed a message from Sherry and obviously he didn't come home for lunch. And so he heads home and he opens the door and he's immediately alarmed because Sherry and the kids are nowhere to be found. Uh Uh-oh. He calls and texts Sherry, but of course she doesn't answer. He doesn't get a response. And so he decides to call the daycare to figure out what time Sherry had picked the kids up to figure out where she's at. Now, the daycare provider informs him that the kids are still at daycare and Sherry hasn't been by that day. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. And Keith is super freaked out at this point because he knows something's wrong. And so he calls his mom and he has his mom go get the kids at daycare and he goes and plays detective. And he uses the app Find My iPhone Mm -hmm. to track his wife's iPhone. Mm -hmm. Smart. Yes. So he hops in her car. He follows the signal and he finds her phone on a road down the street from their home which was like about a mile away, Mm -hmm. on the intersection of Sunrise Drive and Old Oregon Trail by one of those like community mailbox things, the like metal ones with a bunch of little doors. Mm -hmm. So her phone's laying in the ground around there. Okay. Now it looked like, I guess her phone was still on, like music was still playing because she was like listening to music as she ran. Mm -hmm. And the headphones were still attached, but they were either wrapped around the phone or they were like wrapped and set on top of the phone. Like it almost looked like they were placed Mm -hmm. on the ground. Okay. And so this is kind of like a point of contingency in this case also where people kind of question, like, why was it like that? Yeah. And that's I'll t- weird. If you lost your phone, you're not going to do that. Yeah. But it's I, not going to land like but that. But I think the idea is that she got taken, right? Yeah, like, yeah. She got kidnapped or something. What's well, so I'm saying? Running. Like, if you dropped your phone, yeah, your headphones land, were like, ripped out, yeah. it wouldn't land like, and this is where they go. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was pretty odd. But yeah. I'm thinking, like, if I were running and somebody, st- like, flagged me down or something— a natural thing for me to do might be to pop my headphones out and wrap it around my phone or start wrapping it up as I'm like, what? Like trying yeah. to figure out what they're talking about because I do that shit all the time at work. Like people come in and I pop my headphones out and I'm like, yeah, tell me more. Like what's going on as I wrap them up? Mm-hmm. So to me, that's not so odd. But other people are like, that fucking looks staged as fuck. 
Okay. Like somebody placed that shit there. I could see both. Yeah. But also, if you're like, even if you're like wrapping it up and stuff, then you would, if you were to be taken, you would drop it. Yeah. It's not going to land like, and anyway. It might. I mean, maybe. I guess I'd have to Like if you wrapped it around, it would land. Yeah. But if it was like wrapped and like set on top, it would just like. Out. Depends on how you wrap it. I, I wrap mine up into a knot every time that you saw me untangle at the beginning of this episode. That's true. And I can do it in seconds. Ooh. <laughs> no big deal. It's just okay. my superpower. Headphone wrapping competition. <laughs> superpower. Okay. So her phone is found on the side of the road. Now, it's kind of unclear what happens. I don't know if Keith took a picture of the phone because it looked like a crime scene or some shit before he picked it up or if he saw the phone and called the cops and they took a picture of it or like somebody has to know how the phone was found Mm -hmm. like that. And it was either by Keith taking a picture or the police came and fucking documented the crime scene. But it is known that that like the phone was in a odd position. Yeah. Yeah. So Keith immediately calls the cops and he reports his wife is missing because he knows something had happened to her. And he's like, somebody took her. Something bad happened. She wouldn't just go missing. And if she did, she wouldn't leave her phone. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And police begin investigating. And of course, they turn to Keith first and they're like, "Okay, what the fuck is going on? Keith gets questioned and he agrees to do a liar to. A liar. I typed liar detector. <laughs> liar. <laughs> Fucking liar. I've detected you're a liar. <laughs> uh, but he gets questioned. He does a lie detector test and he passes no problems. Plus, he had like an airtight alibi because he was at work all day. Yeah. Yeah. You clock in and people see you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's only like 10 people that work at a Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So he's totally accounted for. He's no longer a suspicious person or anything. Yeah. And during this time, Keith remains super optimistic that, you know, we're going to find Sherry. Everything's going to be A-OK, whatever. Like, yeah. I trust the police. She lost her phone and then she went to the grocery store or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know how a lot of people are like, oh, shit. Like, if we don't find her soon, that's bad, right? Like, yeah. I mean, she's dead. Yeah. Well, he stayed, like, super optimistic the whole time. He did hire his own, like, private investigator or whatever, <laughs> which this is a whole story in itself, and I'll tell you in a little bit. But basically, he hires somebody who specializes in, like, reverse hostage situations. Oh, what's that? Where they're like, if you just give us, you know, give us the girl and we'll pay you X amount of money. Whatever, right? Yeah. So he hires somebody who specializes in that. Okay. I and think his name reverse hostage. I was like, please take me with you. It's <laughs> yeah. us. And they're like, no. <laughs> I just want to date without my kids. <laughs> take me. <laughs> so this guy's name was Cameron Gamble, mm-hmm. and he makes and distributes videos that negotiates with the abductors. Makes and distributes <laughs> videos. AKA, he loads them on YouTube, and he's like, if you give us the girl, we'll give you 50 grand. Uh, okay. Yeah. Super fucking weird. Okay. I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna go on more about him in a minute. Yeah. But Keith hires this guy to help get Sherry back. Yeah. Get a girl Sherry back. So the police are investigating, but they don't really have much to go off of. Allegedly two people who knew Sherry stepped forward. One was a woman by the name of Lisa Jeter or Jeter. And she claims to have seen Sherry at a local mall with another male or something like Ooh. that around the time that she had gone missing. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the same day or some shit. I can't fucking remember. But anyway, she's like, oh, I saw her with another man. And somebody else says that they saw somebody matching her description in an old Ford pickup truck with mag tires and a yellow tailgate. But nothing ever comes of these sightings. It's just kind of like, oh, we think we saw her there. Yeah. That's all they have. Three weeks after Sherry's disappearance on November 24th at or around 4.30 in the morning, a motorist spotted an emaciated Sherry on Mm. the side of the road. Mm. It was Country Road 17 near Interstate 5 in Yolo County, California, which is about 150 miles or 240 kilometers Mm -hmm. from her home. 
emaciated, not dead. She was alive. What? She was alive. And she had a chain bound around her waist, which was tied to her left wrist with a zip tie. Okay. And around her ankles were hose clamps. Okay. Do you know what hose clamps are? Yeah. Those like those like metal like almost a, looks like a metal zip tie. Yeah. With like a screw that you crank yeah, it yeah, on. Yeah. So those were around her ankles, and police officers described the ankle restraints as quote pain compliance restraints. Ew. So they would like Ew. tighten them to torture her Ew. to get her to comply. Ew. She explained that when she was running, she was abducted by two Hispanic women while she was running. <laughs> And was held at gunpoint. Okay. That's terrifying. That is super terrifying. She said that the women spoke mostly Spanish the whole time that they had held her captive and either had their face covered with masks or had Sherry's face covered with, like, a pillowcase or some shit. So she couldn't really explain what they looked like. Mm -hmm. She said that one woman was around the age of, like, you know, mid-20s to 30s or something, Mm. like that kind of age range, with curly long hair and thin eyebrows. Okay. And the second woman was described as being much older, maybe in like her 50s, with bushy, thick eyebrows. Okay. So the police create and release a sketch of these suspects. And as you can imagine, it's very generic. <laughs> like you yeah. get, You're like, this could be anybody. Yeah. Because they literally put like bandanas over their face, like how we are all used to seeing people now. Yeah. But this is like 2016, right? Like, and they're like, and she has eyes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then what? And eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Two kinds. Genius. <laughs> Two of the most common kinds. Got it. <laughs> okay. So... Two of the most very generic mm-hmm. descriptions of abductors. Yeah. So they release it, whatever. They're like, hey, public, be on the lookout for these two women. Yeah. Sherry explains that she was beaten regularly and she was starved. Three weeks. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. When she was found, she weighed 87 pounds. Oh, my God. Um, That's so scary. Yeah. She suspects that they were trying to use her for, like, sex trafficking or something because she had a brand burned into her shoulder. Oh, my God. Fucking right. Owie. Uh, (laughs) Owie. And then it was only described as a threatening message of the brand. And then another article said that the letters were too hard to make out. So, like, I don't know what the thing said, and I could not fucking find pictures anywhere. I looked all over the place. All I ever found was that, like, Nexium's shit or whatever that fucking acronym is that I can't remember right now. I don't know. <laughs> There's, like, this whole cult thing of this dude who, like, branded – it was, like, a whole sex trafficking, like, multi-level marketing scheme where you would, like, get your friends to come in and he would, like, brand his initials on their cooters. What the fuck? Close to their cooters. We could do a whole fucking case on that. That shit is crazy. I feel like we should. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, so she had a brand burned into her shoulder with the difficult message to make out, but it was threatening, evidently. Uh Her long blonde. What kind of brand isn't threatening? Did you get that (laughs) willingly? No? That's threatening. Yeah. Except unless you're on jackass and it's in the shape of a dick. That's pretty threatening, too, though. There's a dick on his ass. So aggressive. That's threatening. <laughs> he scares me. <laughs> I feel threatened. <laughs> I felt threatened watching it. Oh, God, I remember that. Oh, God. Okay, so. <laughs> threatening okay. fucking message. Brand. Yeah. Her long blonde hair had been chopped off at the shoulder, mm-hmm. and she was covered in bruises, both, like, old and new. Like, some were dark brown, some were green, some were yellow, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she had a motherfucking broken nose. <gasps> Owie. Super owie. She says that she was held hostage for the entire 22 days until eventually one day one of the women just drove her out in the middle of nowhere and dropped her off at 4.30 in the morning. And she just ran away. They were like, 
later. You're not, yeah. you're not what we had anticipated. This isn't what I ordered. Our buyer isn't doing it. Yeah. Oh I don't know. They just dropped her off. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there's CCTV footage of Sherry running across a church parking lot at 5 o'clock in the morning after being released by her captors. Yeah. I saw the video. You really can't make anything out. But, like, it's just like a little dot moving across the background, and it's dark. But Mm -hmm. allegedly she had all of her restraints and everything on her as she was running across. Supposedly she also had something in her hand, like a suit or a pillowcase or whatever that was over her head. Like, she ripped it off because she uses it later to flag down the motorist. Mm. I didn't see any of that shit in the video i can't make it just literally looks like oh yeah i guess you can tell somebody is running across the parking lot but it's so far away and everything you can't really make it out okay but she runs across the parking lot towards the church and then sanctuary and she goes out of screen for a while and then you see her running back away in the direction that she ran from like originally came from okay she said that she went to the church looking for help couldn't find anyone so then she ran back out to like the i-5 freeway to try to flag someone down or maybe the county road 17 or whatever i said it was Mm -hmm. to flag somebody down and that's where she got somebody to stop and help her out Mm -hmm. um what's interesting though is like in the footage of the parking lot there's cars there so it's weird that she couldn't get anybody to help her maybe they were like i'm not fucking answering that i mean they might have done like overnight something somethings maybe it was a lock-in at the rec center (laughs) yeah maybe they're like we can't open the door it's locked (laughs) sorry we're locked in yeah (laughs) Anyway, so she runs away and to the main road where she flags somebody down. They stop and help her out. Mm -hmm. She spends a day or so in the hospital and there was no evidence or claims of rape or anything like that. Which is kind of strange considering the circumstances, right? Like, But I mean, they could have been trying to keep her. Well, I guess she wouldn't be pure if she already had kids, but you know. Yeah. Well, and it's two females, but like. Yeah, what do they care? Why'd they hold her for 22 days? That's a lot of work. Maybe they had a buyer, and then the buyer fell through. Oh, maybe. And they're like, I don't want to rape her because I'm not know. into that. I don't know how any of this shit works. Yeah. Like having a buyer? It's, is it like the movie Taken? I'm standing like a circle. Yeah. <laughs> on a yacht. <laughs> was that on a yacht? No, not that one. I was like, uh, that was a fancy-ass yacht. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big-ass rooms. Okay. Now, the police are not getting any hits on these two mysterious Hispanic-slash-Latino women or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the FBI gets involved and claims that, typically speaking, women don't abduct other women in broad daylight to sell for sex trafficking. So they don't think that she was being stolen to be sold on the side. Typically, no. But also... Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? But they're kind of, you know, like FBI comes in and does all the profiling and shit, right? Yeah. But they're kind of like, eh, a little on the side for the sex trafficking thing. Mm-hmm. She has a brand in her back. Uh, that's what I'm fucking saying. I'm like, what the fuck else is it? Yeah. Uh, but Even I if guess it's not sex trafficking. Like, she got abducted for yeah. something. Yeah. There was right? something she was going to be used for. They said that usually it's like women who are down on their luck and they're promised, like, the world, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. then those are the ones who are sold. Yeah. Um, you go almost willingly. Yeah, yeah. So they also run DNA analysis on uh, Sherry's clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they find male DNA and female DNA. Mm. Now, it's kind of weird because she didn't Sherry, say anything about a male. Yeah, she didn't say anything about a male. She's only mentioning two females. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't really match up to her story. But also maybe one of them was a male at one point. Maybe. Boom. You'll never know because you didn't see their face. But also I'm like, but like what kind of DNA did you get? Was it like their blood was on her or was it like yeah. touch DNA? Yeah. You know, like yeah. because if somebody transfer. Yeah. You hear about that all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like DNA is great, but it's also not always solid because what if the dude her who picked her up what if she got the dna on her clothes from his truck or something yeah that's fair 
They probably took his DNA too, though. Yeah, but what if it was somebody in his car That's previously? Yeah. Like, it's terrifying to think about that those levels of trace could be picked up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what kind of DNA it was. Like, I don't know how they found it on her clothes. Did they just randomly scrub it? Did they find a hair? Was it blood? Was it jizz? I don't fucking know. Yeah. There's also, like, a lot on this case, but, like, very generic shit. Like, her arm was branded. Don't know what was branded on it. And you're like, can I get a picture of that? Yeah, or? yeah. So it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. But I have read about this too much to where I was, like, dreaming about it because okay. I was like, what the actual fuck? This is crazy. Yeah. Okay, so... They run the DNA through the database and everything, but they don't get any hits. Mm-hmm. So they still don't know who these people are. They also discover that prior to Sherry's disappearance, she had been engaging in months-long texting relationship with a male acquaintance in Michigan. Okay. Now, it's not clear if it was a romantic relationship or not. She had just been texting this person. Yeah. And okay. it was like a friend of hers. Mm-hmm. But the friend did come out to visit days before she was abducted. Mm-hmm. But he has an alibi that, and he was definitely back in Michigan when she went missing and everything like that. So it wasn't this Michigan friend, but now there's like, you know, suspicion around Sherry's story of like, was she not happy in her marriage? Was she cheating on her husband? Was this a romantic relationship? Yeah. Again, we know that she's trying to like just do out, run away from her life. And then she came back. How do you get old and new bruises? And are you willing to brand yourself on a. Right? Okay. I'm going to get into all of this, but, like, people believe that. People believe that she did this to herself. Like, one of the theories is that she wasn't happy with her life, so she ran away to go be with, like, a guy. And then was like, ah, never mind. Yeah, and either the I guy was— my kids. Yeah, and either the guy was abusive and so she came back, or she was like, oh, I want to go back to my kids, and she agreed to have the shit beat out of her to match this story. But there were old and new bruises, so you'd have to plan that for, like, a week at least. Yeah, yeah. This is why—I'm going to have— And she an, um, lost so much weight. You don't do that in that quickly. Okay. So also, there are claims that she was anorexic. I don't know how true it is because, again, the public went fucking crazy with this case. And everyone basically hates Sherry, <gasps> which I'm the one over here. And I'm like, I don't. This, this is like the unpopular opinion. I see all the inconsistencies, but I think there's something else to it. Like, I don't think that she did this for, like, attention or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. People really believe. People fucking hate her. What? Yeah. That's the unpopular opinion is to believe a woman when she says, I, yeah. hey, guys, I lost fucking 20 pounds. Yeah. At least. Yeah. I've been gone for three. I lost 20 pounds in three weeks. She was like literally like villainized. I have a brand in my back. Yeah. And I've been a broken nose. And a broken nose. Yeah. Everyone thinks that she fucking fabricated it. So let me tell you a little more. Okay. okay tell me more because I'm on your opinion right now yeah. of like, you're not going to do that shit to yourself. I would go back and forth every fucking day on this. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot that I think we have to talk through. Yeah. Because I, I mean, don't you know. You would do some, you if you were into that or whatever, like, ah, oh, fuck, I made a mistake. You're like, gone girl, you know? Yeah. Like, she did That's what this is herself. compared to. Like, it's almost like a modern day gone girl or whatever, even though gone girl is very modern, but like yeah, a yeah, real yeah. life gone girl. A real life gone girl. I, I mean, you would do certain things to to yourself. But, like, even she didn't break her fucking nose. She just raped herself with a bottle. Oh, my God. I forgot about that part of the That's pretty book. horrifying, right? <sighs> and she gave yeah. herself, like, rope burns on her wrists and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that crazy-ass bitch. But, like, break your nose and a brand in your back? That's pretty intense. That's extreme. Yeah. That's extreme. And to lose that much weight and everything. And that. But Even also, if you're anorexic, 20 yeah. pounds in three weeks is fucking insane. Yeah. 
I'm assuming 20 pounds because that would make her 107 she was, pounds. Well, she was 100 pounds when she went missing. Okay. That's what they described. So, so it sounds like she had a history of maybe not eating properly. But then also that could have been us. Like, yeah. Not anymore because we like booze and everything. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I could see. I, I did. I am just as shocked that everybody feels this way too. I'm like, God damn, we can't believe a chick for a minute. Like, hold right? up. Like, like, why did we jump all the way here? Maybe give her the benefit of the doubt for even like a if second. she is making it up. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, obviously, she needs attention. And then everybody's like, well, it used all the resources, right? Like, the police searched for her, and there was, like, helicopters and everything looking for her. Teenagers do that every single day. And also, I'm going to tell you why that doesn't really matter in just a second. Okay. I just don't want to get too far out of my okay. hands. Okay, okay. In my opinion. Okay. In my humble opinion. Mm, but again, humble. I know I'm going to have an unpopular opinion. Literally, we're probably going to get blown up by people being like, she's a fucking liar. You, this was too close to home for you because you relate too much and you like let your emotions get in the way. But I mean, I'm that's a what human. this podcast is about. Yeah, yeah, I'm literally human, and that's how I live my life. So yeah, but okay. Now this guy in Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know if it's a romantic. We'll call him Desi. Desi. <laughs> I don't know if it was a romantic relationship or whatever, but he did come out to visit. But it's not really clear if like they tested his DNA to see if it was like his DNA on her clothes, the male DNA or whatever. But basically, he's no longer a suspect or anything. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that like he fucking they tested it. They have yeah, DNA. They, they had, had to. to have tested yeah. it. But it's kind of unclear. Yeah. Either way, her story is starting to seem a little fishy and inconsistent with the evidence that's being presented, right? Okay, like, yeah. Like there was a male somewhere and yeah. you didn't mention a male. Yeah, like why is that? And we're only finding one female and you're talking about two females. Like, yeah. Like this is kind of weird. Yeah. Maybe one of them was a trans person. Maybe. You don't fucking know. Either way. Let's get back to this Cameron guy that I was talking about, okay? This okay. Cameron Gamble dude who makes these reverse hostage videos. Yeah, the influencer who puts up YouTube videos. Yeah, he's so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this guy, he seems super fucking sketch to me. And let me tell you why. It's because you're paying an influencer to put up a video. Yeah, it's yeah, like paying yeah. us to be like, hey, guys, if anybody knows her. <laughs> like, uh, please let her go. Okay, this is where you're going to like, this is going to be an emotional roller coaster, okay? Okay. So, allegedly, the moment that Sherry went missing... Keith was all about hiring his own private investigator, right? Like, whatever we got to do to get Sherry back. Yeah. And he, like, ran off to go get his, like, A-team of people. Like, he was trusting the police and all that shit, but he's like, we're going to fucking find her. Yeah. He even made a visit to Tara Smith's parents to ask for advice on how to handle the situation. I'm going to tell you who Tara Smith is in just a second. Okay. I was going to say, I don't remember that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Tara Smith, she was she went to the same high school as Sherry, mm-hmm. which was Central Valley High, and they knew each other through like I think Tara's sisters or something like that. Either way, they were acquaintances. They knew each other, whatever. Mm-hmm. Tara was like homecoming queen, like popular in the school. Literally, Tara and Sherry could pass for sisters. They look fucking identical. <gasps> so yeah. maybe somebody was looking for Tara. Well, on August 22nd, 1998, so we're jumping back in time, when they were in high school, mm-hmm. when, Sharon, Tara, when Sherry and Tara were in high school together, Tara left her house around 6 p.m. to go jogging. Mm-hmm. She had a 7 p.m. shift at her family-owned business called the Oasis Fun Center, and Fun. she was always... <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a boomers or a family fun center yeah. where it's like go-karts, mini golf, Ferris wheels, shit like that. Yeah, sounds like a good time. It does. That's why she was popular. Hell yeah, like, like every party at yeah. the Oasis Fun Center. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so she was going to go for a jog before her shift. She was always a very reliable student, employee, everything like that. So when she didn't show up for her 7 p.m. shift, everybody became alarmed. Mm-hmm. 
And her parents called the police immediately and they opened a missing persons case and they began to go through her stuff, like her diary and everything, to get some clues. And they come across this man by the name of Charles Troy Zink. Now, he goes by Troy. Okay. He was a 29-year-old father and husband, and he worked as a self-defense instructor at an establishment that Tara frequented. So, like, he was her instructor and she was his student. Mm-hmm. Turns out he and Tara were having a sexual relationship, an affair, one might say. Mm-hmm. This and is in high school? This is in high school. Gross. She was 16, I think I said, right? Maybe. Maybe I didn't mention but she was young. He said it was 80-something. She was in high school, so somewhere around there. Either way, she's, like, way too young for this guy. Like, yeah, this is a very inappropriate relationship. That's gross, yeah. Based on my standards. So Tara wrote in her diary that that day that she went missing that she was going to meet up with him and break things off. Uh-oh. She was like, this isn't right. What we're doing is wrong. They were both religious based off of the reading like what she wrote like in god's eye this is wrong we both know it's wrong i want to say she was mormon but i don't really know that might just be memory i've literally read so much shit but anyway she was like i know this is wrong i need to break it off whatever this is over Mm -hmm. so that's what she's writing in her diary and so they're like okay uh we need to fucking talk to troy Turns out Troy was also a convicted rapist and he had served time prior to this, like years prior for a let. I mean, this that would be rape also. Right. Makes sense. And she even wrote in the like diary entry. She was like, this is adultery. Like, I am just as much to blame as you. But like, we could both get in a lot of trouble for this. And you even more so than me. Right. Because you're older. Whatever. Yeah. So now the police go questioning him. And he says that that night he met up with Tara and she asked for two thousand dollars. I don't know if she's going to, like, run away from home or what, but he refused to give her the money, and she got mad and said, okay, drop me off at this intersection, and she was at the intersection of Old Alturus Road and Old Oregon Trail. Okay, so people on Reddit are like, this is the most random place to be dropped off for an intersection. Like, I've never seen people being picked up or dropped off here. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. Like, there's nothing close. It doesn't make sense that she would be asked to be dropped off here, and also, she wouldn't make it to work in time even if she ran from this location. So it doesn't make sense that she would say drop me off here. Yeah. Okay, so he claims then that after he dropped her off, he drove to Hang Glider Hill where he prayed for five hours before heading home at 11.30 p.m. Okay, so five hours where he can't be accounted for. Yeah, five hours where he definitely murdered Tara is what I'm guessing. Oh, my God, she's dead. Spoiler. Well, actually, that's not a spoiler because we legitimately don't know. Oh. We legit don't know. So also another little fishy thing is that Troy had his tires changed and his car detailed. During Mm. the time that they're looking for Tara. Mm. So, like I said, it's not really a spoiler, but Tara was never found and no further info has been provided on the case. But her parents truly believe that, like, Troy did something to her and that the police really did them dirty by not, like, jumping on it right away. Yeah. This could be its own episode. This whole case is, like, some fishy shit went down where the police didn't do anything for a long time. They didn't even, like, publicly announce to go be, help look for terror or anything for, like, I don't know, almost six days or some oh shit. Oh, my God. So, like, she didn't really have any hope. And yeah. I'm like, who goes to Hang Glider Hill to fucking pray for five hours? Like, Is her body there? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But she's never been found. Her remains have never been found. We have no fucking clue what happened to Tara. Her bank account hasn't been touched or anything like that. Like, she just went missing. Mm -hmm. So we all know something bad has happened. Yeah. And this guy who went to pray for five hours alone where he, no one has an alibi. It's not an alibi. That's not an alibi. Yeah, it's not an alibi. Also, this Troy dude, he still lives in Reading and owns a gold and coin like pawn shop or whatever. And he's changed his name to his like original fucking Christian name of Charles. And I guess it was his dad's pawn shop that when his dad died, he took over. Does he still have a wife and kid? 
I don't really know, but I read the reviews on the pawn shop and I don't want to like hate on anybody, but I guess I don't say the name of it. But like the reviews are terrible. They're like, this is the shadiest motherfucking establishment. And the owner walks around with a gun on his hip and, you know. Okay, so he might be a guy who has previously murdered someone before. He might be. He might be. A 16-year-old girl. Little scummy. Yeah. So the police come under a lot of scrutiny for how they handled this, right? Mm -hmm. And like I said, there's a ton of info on this case. If you're interested, fucking dig it up. But anyway, so Keith goes to Tara's parents, right? We're going back to Sherry's case. Yeah, yeah. Keith knows that... Something similar happened. Exactly. He's like, Sherry and Tara went to the same school. They looked identical. Under the same circumstances, they disappeared. And I could get some advice from her parents. Like, what would you have done differently when Tara went missing? Like, what can I do? Like, help me, right? Help me. You've been through this. Maybe you have some words of wisdom. Exactly. And basically, her parents were like, we wouldn't put as much trust in the police that we did. Because they were slow to react and, you know... We feel like a lot more could have been done, but they lost all the evidence by not... Like, Troy fucking got his car detailed. Yeah, so you'll never know if she was in the truck. Exactly. And Keith was, like, duly fucking noted. And that's probably what encouraged him to go hire his own fucking A team of private investigators or whatever to help find Sherry. Yeah. Now, her family was, like, super surprised to find Sherry alive after fucking 22 days of missing. Yeah. And... You can tell that they're, like, happy in the articles, but they're also like, why couldn't that have happened for our girl? Like, that kind of sucks, of right? Course, yeah. Like, it's heartbreaking. Like, fucking congratulations. Wish I could have had the same outcome. Exactly. And they also said it was kind of weird because he was so adamant, like, she's going to come home. And they felt sorry for him because they were like, no, she's not. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Keith is willing to do anything to get his wife back. And he gets a call from a family friend named Lisa Jeter. Okay. Which I mentioned her earlier. She said that she saw Sherry at the mall with a man or something like that on that same day that she went missing. So he gets a call from Lisa saying, hey, there's this person who has contacted me and they have come forward and they're willing to donate $50,000 as an incentive to bring Sherry home, but they want to remain anonymous. So they contacted someone who's not at all involved in the case. You're Fucking just going to insert weird. yourself. And I want to okay. say I want to say Lisa was like an aunt or something, but I can't remember. And I wrote family friend. So we'll yeah, just keep yeah. it at that. But fucking weird, mm-hmm. right? You know what this is starting to sound like to me? What? Like, what if the husband was like, hey, wife, you need to fucking shape up or ship out and then like as a threat or like she went missing she went missing and then it was like a you know punishment and then you come back and it's like see what could happen to you yeah see you're you're gonna do better now at home i'm just totally speculating but what if like it was set up by the husband as like a we'll get her back but like fuck her up a little bit like you need me oh from the husband i thought you were saying sherry was like see you need me no no i think like from the husband if he was like like listen bitch i can get you abducted I could get you and I can get you back. Like, you are on my terms. Oh, shit. Like a power move. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. It's all fucking weird. And I didn't watch any of the art or any of the 2020s, but I'm definitely going to probably tonight. I just mm-hmm. didn't have enough time because mm-hmm. I'm literally invested in this shit now. Yeah. But the I, people on Reddit and shit are like, the home dude's fucking weird. Like, the, the, the husband, husband is, like, creepy and weird. But people say this shit all the time, right? They think Sherry fucking abducted herself. So We're creepy and weird. Yeah, that's true. And also, how are you supposed to react? Yeah. But everybody's weird. 
everybody's, everybody's weird. weird after something weird happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like, how are you supposed to be normal? How? Well, that and, like, literally everything that you've ever done would be scrutinized. Yeah. So if, for whatever reason, Lee ended up missing, well, yeah. they have a murder podcast. Oh, yeah, they yeah, talk yeah. about this kind of, they joke about it all yeah. the time. Like, yeah. it's, you're I'd weird. I'd be fucked. You're weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what you fucking do. People are going to nitpick if something bad happens. Oh, and this has been nitpicked to shit. Yeah. Okay, so now Lisa's like, hey, somebody's willing to give 50 grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For her fucking safe return. The police and Keith are like, I'm not sure we want to go that route. Like, Keith is working with the police. And they're like, maybe don't go that route because you're going to get people coming forward with false claims just trying to get the money. Yeah. So Keith says, like, hold off on that. That's really nice that somebody wants to do that. But I'm going to go gather my own fucking team. Like, thanks. This is like a day after Sherry had gone missing. Kind of jumping around here. Okay. like a day or two after she went missing, this is when Lisa calls and is like, hey, guess what? Somebody wants to give you $50,000. And Keith's like, hold up. I'm working with the police. And they say this isn't a great idea. Okay. Meanwhile, in the days leading up to this, right after Sherry goes missing. So, like, Sherry goes missing. There's a few days. And then Lisa's like, hey, somebody wants to give you money. Mm-hmm. This anonymous donor sets up a website called SherryPapini.com and HelpFindSherryPapini.com and a Gmail account, BringSherryHome at Gmail.com. Now, this is all set up before Keith agrees that, like, we can use this person's money or whatever. They are on their own campaign to save this woman. Which, by the way, there were several women missing at this time. So, like, why Sherry? And they wanted to remain anonymous. Also, allegedly, they were, like, overseas or some stuff because it's kind of confusing, but I guess they, like, issued a letter without Keith, like, approving any of this shit or whatever. They issued a letter and they were like, hey, I'm willing to give $50,000 to somebody who returns Sherry, but you have to give it to me today the fuck? or I'm leaving town. And then nobody came forward and they really left town. Now, again, this is all anonymous, so I don't fucking know how we know any of this shit other than maybe Lisa is running around telling us that's what happened. Yeah. It's all confusing as fuck. Yeah. But after a week or so of Keith not getting anywhere with his wife's missing disappearance, whatever, with the police, he calls up Lisa again and says, like, hey, is that anonymous donor still around? I'll actually take them up on that offer. Meanwhile, all these fucking websites and shit are being made. Mm -hmm. Okay, a quick little bit about Lisa. She attends a local church called the Bethel Church, or maybe she's called Bethel Church. Mm -hmm. Fucking Bethel is what it's known as. Turns out this church has like a huge presence in Redding, California, and it's kind of sort of known as like a culty type of church. Mm. (laughs) Sorry if you guys are into Bethel, but I guess they have like their one of those mega church where the parking lot is like two times the size of like a fucking super Walmart yeah. parking lot, which uh, if you guys don't know what a super Walmart is, it's fucking ginormous parking. Yeah. Like literally you can park your RV in the back for nights and nobody gives a fuck because that's how big the parking lots are. Yeah. And these parking lots are twice that size because they're ginormous. Jesus. They also have this thing called like Bethel Music and Bethel TV or Bethel Promotions or some shit like that where they make a majority of like the Christian music that's like the top billboard Christian music. Same with the TV, too. So, like, Bethel Church is a huge mega church. They have a lot of fucking money. Their roots go deep. And quite honestly, it reminds me a lot of Scientology. Mm. So I only did a quick little read up on it. But essentially, their beliefs are that, like, if you pray over somebody long enough, you can heal them. So their missions are, like, they pull people from all over the world to be like, hey, pay us $5,000 and we're going to teach you how to pray right over people. And then we're going to send you on a mission around the world to pray over people who are hurting and you can help do God's work, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what these people believe and what they do. Also, they have certain elders in the church who are like anointed by God with special powers to heal others 
allegedly. Pretty standard, yeah. And so when these elders die, some of the younger recruits will do what is called grave soaking, where they lay on top of the grave and they believe if they lay there long enough, they will soak up the like healing energy from the elder that mm. God had granted them. Like on top of earth, though. Like yes, that yes. person is buried. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's weird. It's super but weird. But it's not as, like, gross as I, I was imagining. I want to go grave soak. Yeah. All it reminds me of is I learned on TikTok that Mormons will do, quote, soaking, where it's like you just stick oh, the yeah. dick in the badge, <laughs> yeah. but you don't move because yeah. it's technically not sex or intercourse. I, I learned that on TikTok, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. At the grave soaking, I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking interesting. Yeah. Also, in all of this, because these missionaries or whatever are going out and healing people all over the country, they teach them how to be safe when they're doing that. And in order to teach them, they had hired the Cameron Gamble dude to make these videos of, like, what you should do in a hostage situation. Like, if somebody tries to take you or whatever, here's what you should do. So he's part of the church also. Okay. And this Lisa chick is part of the church also. Yeah. And also, this church has such deep pockets in the community of Reading that they make up, like, 10% of the population. They have a lot of, like, the mayor is on the board of elders. So they have a lot of influence, like, governmentally. And Mm. I guess they're known to, like, kind of blur the lines between uh, politics and religion and everything. You know Mm. how it's supposed to be separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. But, of course, they get all these, like, kickbacks for taxes and stuff because they're a church. It literally sounds like Scientology. I just don't know that much about it because I've never watched a fucking documentary on it. Yeah. But they have deep pockets. They pay the – they donate, like, $500,000 to the police department and stuff. So, obviously, they have, like, you know, ins on the police department. little influence there, yeah. It sounds like they have an influence all over Reading. So it's kind of fishy that this Lisa chick who's part of the Bethel Church is like, hey, you should hire this guy, Cameron Gamble. Who's also part of the church. Who's also part of the church. And also I have someone who will donate $50,000 anonymous to make a reverse ransom for Sherry's safe return. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, another thing about this church, they're really criticized because literally, like, little kids die, and instead of seeking 911 where they could possibly resuscitate them, they just pray over the child because they believe they can resurrect them. Yeah. But they never resurrect the child. Hmm. So it's very... um, Hardly ever works in practice, huh? Yes. I guess you got to go soak in those graves some more or some shit. Anyway, they also the school is called the School of Supernatural Ministry. I'm like, that just sounds like a bag of shit. Like, I mean, in Harry Potter. Yeah, it sounds awesome. But like, also, I would not give you five grand. Like, I wouldn't take you seriously. Just like Scientology. Like, yeah. And then you tell me that. Stop. We're going to get fucking targeted by Scientology. (laughs) Target us. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to take us down. Cool. Oh, I'm so nervous. They should not be listening to our podcast. If you're part of the Bethel Church and Scientologists, I'm sure you're not allowed to listen to the podcast. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But I'm just going to come kidnap us, take us down. Oh, I hope not. I think that they do everything that's within their legal rights so -hmm. that they can't be punished legally. Mm -hmm. And then, like, if you're like, well, I'm going to sue you for defamation or whatever, then they just sue you back and then drain you of all your funds, but they can afford it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they make people go missing. So, I mean, yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, I'm wondering if the Church of Bethel can do this shit, too, because I've never heard of Bethel. And it's fucking huge. Like, it's insane. I've heard of Bethlehem. Yeah. I bet that's where I came from. (laughs) Okay. I know. People are going to hate me so much. Ah, Later. (laughs) People are going to hate me. I'm just like, there's something more to the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, well, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it must be a fucking duck. Like, she's lying. It's obvious that she's lying. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. This is kind of weird and fishy. I'd like to talk to her. 
Everybody would. Everybody would. So this Cameron Gamble guy, like I said, he makes these hostage videos for young women who are going on missionaries to pray over fucking dying people. And he makes this video and he puts together this project called Project Taken. And in this video, it shows somebody who looks an awful lot like Sherry, like a blonde girl. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? I'm so interested right now. <laughs> yeah. He makes a video where she gets, like, abducted. It's super cheesy. And it's like, you know, if only you had read that pamphlet before, then you would never have been abducted, right? Like, yeah. follow my rules and you'll get out of the situation safely yeah. or whatever. And this was made before Sherry went missing. Oh, okay. For the record. So it wasn't made with Sherry. Like, this could be you. No, no, no. It, w- it was made with a girl that looked an awful lot like her, right? Mm-hmm. Like, blonde hair or whatever. And it was about being abducted for sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of like, okay, why is this Cameron dude getting involved? Also, he has this Project Taken thing, and he kept, like, over-explaining everything, like, like over-emphasizing, making himself sound cooler and more important than he really was. He was like, I have all these years of, like, military experience mm. of negotiating with hostages. And the military came out, and they were like, no, he doesn't. Like, he was in the military, and he took a standard combat course, but he's literally, there's no records of him ever negotiating with hostages. Like, he's inflating everything he's saying yeah and he's getting bethel's money by giving like you know i'm experienced you need me to help protect your missionaries Mm -hmm. and distributing these videos and he makes a video with a girl that looks an awful lot like sherry and then sherry goes missing and all of a sudden he's being hired to like help negotiate her return yeah that's okay that's a lot right that's kind of interesting okay so that's a little bit about cameron right Mm -hmm. so this lisa girl she says hey i know this person with the ransom money you should hire Cameron Gamble guy to use the ransom money. He'll make a video saying like, hey, give Sherry our return and you can have $50,000, whatever. So that's exactly what they do. And they make and publish the video of Cameron claiming to be the negotiator and that he'll give $50,000 to the person who safely returns Sherry. And it's all super weird and cringy and like, it's just fucking weird. And they literally load it to like YouTube and shit. So I don't fucking know. Like, did you watch it? I did not watch it. There were little clips of it. Yeah. And it looked pretty lame. Yeah. Like, it looked like anybody could do it. He was just sitting at a desk like, my name is Cameron Gamble. And you need to bring her back. I am a hostage negotiator with 15 years. It was almost like he was advertising himself, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, And then return Sherry and everything will be okay. Everything will Like, be okay. pay up and, you know, give her to her safe and you can have the money. Yeah. But I guess, you know, like, Keith is desperate, so what are you going to do? It sounds kind of cheesy, but if you have somebody you trust coming forward and saying, like, hey, I know this guy who can help. He works with our church. He can help make this hostage. Like, he's a hostage negotiator. Maybe we can get Sherry back. But it's also kind of weird because there was no ransom for her. Like, nobody was saying, like, give us money and we'll give Sherry back. It yeah. was just like they came up with it on their own. They don't have a target audience. They don't know if they They have no idea. They just know she's gone. A person. Yeah, yeah. What is also a little cringy is that on November 20th, so like the day after he was hired to make these videos for Sherry's return, mm-hmm. Cameron ran off and created this whole self-branding campaign and like a website to back his claims. So obviously he saw this as like an advertising opportunity for himself. Mm -hmm. So he didn't do it until he got the confirmation like, yeah, you're going to help fucking bring Sherry home. And then he ran off and made himself a website like CameronGamble.com. Hire me to be your negotiator. Oh my like, God. Who the fuck has this problem that often that you need a goddamn website? Yeah, no kidding. Oh my God. Okay, so Sherry's case was getting national news at the time, and now they're about to be like thrusted in the spotlight because Cameron's about to let out this video, right? Yeah. So he's like, oh, let me go brand myself real quick so yeah, that I can get a lot of In case anybody else money. needs my services, they know where to find yeah, me. Yeah, so super cringy. 
Anyway, they do this ransom video, and it's released on November 23rd on YouTube. In the video, they claim that she has to be released within 24 hours to get the money. Mm-hmm. On November 25th, 30 minutes before the 24-hour window ran out, which also was Thanksgiving Day, Sherry was found on the side of the road. So it was within that 24-hour period of releasing that ransom video, suddenly Sherry is alive and okay. Okay. But the money ends up going unclaimed. So her hostage people, whatever, dumped her but then didn't claim the money. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. Well, if you claim the money, then you admit to the thing. Yeah, but then why release her? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That makes me think that the video had nothing to do with it, really. It was just a coincidence. Well, that makes me think that it might have been staged by Cameron Gamble to make it look like, oh, my <gasps> God, look how great I am. Right? That's what I'm thinking. This Cameron guy seems sleazy as fuck. And they're just like, they kept her for 22 days or whatever, like well, waiting for him to agree to do the video and stuff? I don't know. And then I feel like this Lisa girl has something to do with it because she's the one who introduces Cameron. Like, hey, yeah. let him do this video or whatever. <gasps> And where did $50,000 come from? Which, did by the way... Did they test his DNA? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Okay. And then also, this $50,000 just ends up going back to the anonymous donor account, which I'm sure the police have all the records of who these people are. But they're not letting the public know. Mm. So we don't know. Well, it could be the church because they've got right? hands in the pocket. That's there. what I'm fucking thinking. Well, I hit my mic so much because I am in on this fucking church theory, Yeah. which, by the way, I didn't see much about it online. It's all that Sherry's a fucking liar. That's what they're all saying. It's like Sherry and Keith are pieces of shit. They use the like, you know, the funds. Yeah. Yeah. Like the resources. They're taking advantage of people. They also got like a GoFundMe page that was set up and they got 50 grand from the GoFundMe page. And like, so they're like, oh, they're obviously taking advantage of people and whatever. Bro, she got branded in the back and she got her nose broken. Right? Like, not to say that people don't have like a, you know, would you do that for $50,000? You know, like maybe some people would. But yeah, but then I just like a really fucking traumatic experience to go through. Yeah. And I don't understand what the incentive would be. The only person I can find an incentive in this case would be the Cameron dude. Right. Like like advertising. Yeah. Like his guerrilla marketing skill. Yeah. He kidnaps a chick. Maybe maybe they're again, maybe Sherry is kind of in on it. Which I very well doubt. Like, if she's in on it, she didn't know she was going to get the shit beat out of her and branded and stuff. Yeah. No mom wants to be away from their kid for that long, too, though. Yeah, and then it was weird because then I read somewhere that in, like, the 2020 videos, Keith was saying that, uh, oh, my God, the whole time she was being held captive, like, she would take these towels and pretend that they were babies because she missed her children so much, which is kind of weird, but also, like, I don't fucking know. And then he said something that was weird and creepy, that they cut her signature long blonde hair. But who talks like that that's fucking weird right like but then also i guess if i were being interviewed by you and i was or like about you i don't think i would say her signature pink hair though no you wouldn't say signature hair but if it was something that she was like proud of and something that she was you know like talked about like oh my signature hair i keep my you know long blonde hair blondes have more fun if she was one of those people that always said that like oh i'm just a blonde you know like if she embraced that personality or that persona or whatever yeah then it wouldn't be as weird then it wouldn't be as weird for him to talk like that too if she's just like oh i'm just like i'm the blonde trophy wife ha 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 or something you know like people they have those stereotypes they have those things and people like embrace them yeah so if she if she lived that that 
way and embraced that and like that was a part of her identity, yeah, then it wouldn't be weird for him to say it like that. Yeah. So, but it's just kind of cringy and it's something that people are noting because they are tearing apart the papinis in the tr- in the press. Like, the papinis. The papinis. The papinis. I don't mm. even know if I'm saying it right. I feel like you're crushing it. Okay. So like I said, the money goes unclaimed. It goes back to the anonymous donor account. It's all super weird and confusing and fishy. Mm-hmm. And all things start to look more and more suspicious that this might be a staged kidnapping. Mm-hmm. People start to come out who know Sherry, like in the past and stuff, and they start to claim that she would always make up illnesses to get attention. Like she always talked about some heart illness or something like that. Okay. And that she even claims to have been kidnapped by an ex in the past. Mm-hmm. Also, there's police records of her own family calling the cops on her because she like vandalized the family property or some shit. So she was a little a little on the wild side. It a sounds like she was sometimes. seeking attention all the time. Yeah. So that's why everybody's coming out and saying, like, oh, she did this for attention. Does her family think she did it for attention? I don't really know because, like, they're not in the press. Like, they won't talk to anybody. Mm. But, like, the mom called the cops one time because Sherry was self-harming herself. And then her sister says that at one time she, like, kicked in the back door and, like, she knew it was her sister, so I don't know if it was, like, trying to make it look like a burglary or something like that. But her sister was like, no, it was definitely Sherry. I don't oh. know. So maybe there's some, like, mental illness involved also. Yeah, yeah. But also, even if Homegirl did this for attention and she wasted all these resources, one, fucking Bethel Church is paying them. So they're okay. They got fucking money. And two, help this girl out. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, if she staged her own kidnapping there's something broke wrong. her own fucking nose and branded her goddamn shoulder like leave her alone and get her some help yeah yeah but they just want to like fucking pin her to a cross and make her pay for her goddamn sins like people are pissed about it and that sucks i, I don't understand think... being like mildly infuriated by it like yeah god damn it if she did stage all of this like god damn it seriously like you dumb yeah, dumb yeah. right but then like you're saying get her help because there's clearly something wrong yeah okay and then i talked about the gofundme thing so they got like 50 grand from the gofundme me and Keith's sister, I think it was, set up the GoFundMe page because he was busy dealing with his missing wife, right? Yeah. And then she withdrew the funds. And no, but there's no updates or anything on the GoFundMe. It's just like she's missing. Here's everything that happened. And then there's a note. There's an update that says like, hey, we're withdrawing the funds to go towards the family for their Healing. recovery. Yeah. yeah. So everyone's pissed about that, too, because they're like, you took like, who's going to are you going to refund all these people? Like, she's fine. But also, again, well, I'm like. Why would you refund them, though? It's a donation. It's a donation. You donated the money. To the effort to get her back. So we're using that now because maybe she needs a therapist after all of this. Right? she's just been through some shit. Something happened for 22 days and she came back beat up, chained up. Yeah. Broken nose and a brand. There's no way you did that to yourself or you agreed. Like she just stood there and was like, yeah, punch me in the nose. Yeah, right? I don't or know. Or like the ankle things. Like, were her ankles yeah. abused? I don't know. Okay, and that's another thing. They were like, her story doesn't match up because she talked about fighting off one of the women and she got a scratch on her foot. But then, like, in the hospital accounts of, like, how she was doing, you know, when they, like, looked her over and everything, mm-hmm. there wasn't any mention of a cut on her foot. And I'm like, bro, she was held captive for 22 days. 22 days. If it wasn't a major cut, it would have been gone by then. Yeah. So everybody is just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think she did it to herself. I think something fucking fishy is going on. Yeah. And I kind of lean more towards this Cameron dude. I think he's fucking doing some weird shit. Guerrilla marketing. Some guerrilla marketing. That's insane. That would be insane. That would be in fucking insane. But it's also a little confusing because if there's male DNA on her and female DNA on her, there is a possibility that she's lying about her captors then. 
But I just don't understand what she would benefit from it, what the incentive would be other than attention. Yeah. And that's a huge cry for attention. And then, again, I'm like, give her fucking attention. Like, I don't understand why we're all going to be like, oh, my God. Why are we all mad about this? She's such a horrible person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, my God. Is she still with the husband? Yeah. And they still still live in Reading. I would be terrified to live there. I would be terrified, too. But I guess her her neighbors kind of protect her. Like, people always come and fucking try to bother her and everything. Because they want to get answers. They want shit answered but if she was genuinely kidnapped yeah and tortured yeah she doesn't owe you fucking shit like leave her alone but yeah. people don't believe it wow. okay so like i was telling you she kind of has a history of like acting up even her own family have called the cops on her yeah there's somebody i was reading a blog so i don't know how true any of this shit is but there's like pictures of her posing with a woman with red hair and allegedly um she's in a hospital bed uh sherry's in a hospital bed posing with this woman with red hair and allegedly she had donated one of her eggs or some of her eggs to this woman so that this woman could have children mm-hmm. and everybody is still like oh my god see she just wants to be in the hospital and i'm like that is such a fucking selfless thing to do like yeah. what the fuck like you're mad at her now because she gave someone else the gift of a child yeah i don't know it's all weird so they're like see obviously she just wants to be in the hospital obviously there's some kind of mental illness going on if like her own family called the cops to be like she's self-harming herself if she eats healthy and is really into exercise and she weighed 100 pounds like that is some yeah mental health stuff like i'm not saying she's anorexic or anything but to me that seems like further self-harming which okay body dysmorphia yeah like Okay, would you break your own nose then and brand yourself? Like, would you be okay with that? Maybe. But, like, where'd she go for 22 days? Yeah. And, like, that seems pretty fucking intense. There's someone else that has answers to those questions. Yes. she wasn't alone. She was not alone. There's no way she was alone. Well, she has DNA of other people on her. Yeah. Yeah. True. I just want to know what kind of DNA. I want so many answers. But even if she, like... Even if she didn't have that DNA, she was gone for 22 days. Was she Where in a hotel? Was she? Was she didn't have a car. She yeah. W- like, was she on the side of the road the whole time? Like, Don't know. Yeah. Just bash her face into the street. She you, cut like, her hair off. Where'd she get the chains? Yeah. she. There was someone else there. There was something involved. Yeah. 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 And there was, like, mentions of, like, a fight before with her and Keith, but I don't really know. I couldn't, like, yeah. get anything solid. It's all bullshit, and I'm just adding to the bullshit by creating a podcast about it. You know, like, speculation and everything. I don't yeah. really know the truth. But still to this day, that DNA hasn't been matched with anybody. So, like, it's got to be either they do that ancestral DNA thing where yeah. you, like, dig into shit and see what they can find. Or somebody gets arrested and then they get a hit in yeah, the database. Yeah, pops up. The other part of this is, like, kind of fucked up is if a woman goes missing. And now this is just totally off topic. Yeah. But if a woman goes missing, the whole community is like, oh, my gosh, this poor woman. You know, she was beautiful. She always lit up a room. She did all these things. You know, She was a super mom. She was a super mom. All yeah. of these, like, oh, we miss her so much. We just want her home, da-da-da. And then she, we get her home. Yeah. She comes back. Yeah. And she gets villainized. Oh, my God. And then it's, like, poked and prodded. Like, even Elizabeth Smart, there's, like, documentaries and everything on her. The poor chick, man. Like, she was fucking tortured and, like, brainwashed. And she fucking got her own escape. Like, she saved herself. And they're like, why didn't you do it earlier? Because it was fucking Stockholm or whatever. Like, Uh, I was terrified. They said they were going to kill my whole family. Like, you know. I was scared out of my fucking mind. But, like, it's... But she doesn't owe that to us. No, she doesn't at all. Holy fucking drag it out of people. Yeah. But all of these, like, oh, this poor woman, oh, this poor thing, oh, da-da-da, oh, so sad, oh, so sad. And then you get them back, and it's like, well, listen, your story's full of holes. And it's like, bro. Also, this chick, Sherry, she is really pretty. Everybody's like, oh, my God, she's not as pretty as everybody says. But she's really pretty. She's like the, like, 
standard American blonde hair, blue eyed girl, whatever, super yeah. thin, super skinny, the Pinterest mom, right? Yeah. Like that yeah. I was explaining. So then everybody's going to love to hate her, too. You know, <sighs> that sucks. Doesn't that suck? So I have a few questions, though, because I, I flop back and forth with like either she was involved some way or somehow got looped into it, either willingly or not, mm-hmm. like through the church or something. Because if they were members of the church, which I don't know. Yeah. But if they were members of the church, I know Scientology, they do a lot of shit. And then you're not allowed to speak about it. They'll cover it up or they'll fucking chase you down and run you into the ground, which maybe this is the work of Bethel. You know, yeah. like this yeah. is something Scientology would do. Maybe that's who's propagating all this bullshit and all this like, you know, self fucking like tearing her down, her God character. Damn. I don't know. I'm just very curious about Bethel now. And I want to know if people go to Bethel, like, is that true? Or is this all just everybody speculating? Yeah, is it like a conspiracy theory, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I love. But everybody is just like, well, obviously she lied. Like, obviously she's lying. And it was just her attention. And she's a horrible person. But she's been a recluse ever since. She's never come back out in the spotlight or anything like that. She hasn't done interviews I think they might have done one when she came home, like a 2020 interview, and it was like cringy and awkward and weird. But that's probably why they're never doing another one because they were like, that fucking backfired, right? Like, yeah, I that tried sucked. to give, yeah, they're just going to eat me alive and not believe what I say. So why am I going to talk to anybody? Yeah. Yeah. But also, another thing is there's a lot of criticism against the police about not, um, it's a cold case, right? Like, yeah. they haven't solved it. Yeah. The police keep saying it's not cold. We get leads all the time and we follow them up and we're not getting anywhere. Like, we don't know who these, we don't know who kidnapped her or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the mayor came out and said, like, hey, don't worry, there's no threat to the public. Where the public is saying, then you obviously know something. Yeah. If there's no threat to the public. And the public is thinking, you obviously know that Sherry was lying. Either she was lying or you've already caught a person or they there's moved something. on. Like, and then so the police, what the public is saying is that the police is not, they know that she's lying and they don't believe her story. But they're not prosecuting her because they don't want it to look bad, right? Like you're going against a victim Whatever, right? Like, it could potentially look bad. But then I feel like if they knew that, they would definitely do that, right? Like, if they knew... Because otherwise, they look bad because they didn't find her after 22 days. Exactly. She was let go. Yeah. So it looks like the police kind of fucked up. Well, here's what I'm thinking is, if my theory is right about this whole Bethel fucking thing, Uh they have deep pockets with the cops, right? They probably even have cops who go to Bethel Church. So they see that Bethel's involved... They have enough evidence, but they're not going to prosecute the church. They're just going to let everything fucking go silent for a while. And Sherry's got to live her goddamn life as the villain. Like, she's their fallout. Little scapegoat thing. Yeah, but the oh, I still don't understand what Bethel would gain from it other than the bad publicity of, like, hiring Cameron Gamble. And he did this thing as, like, a guerrilla fucking marketing stunt or some shit. And then they were like, oh, my God, because he's fired now from Bethel Church. They don't. Oh. Yeah. Like they found his everybody dug into him. His claims were false. And Bethel just cut ties like, nope, we don't need your services anymore. Drop that anchor. Exactly. So I'm wondering if that's why they're helping cover it up or some shit. I feel like he would have come out against Bethel Church, though, if he got fired from Bethel Church then. Maybe. He seems a little But unstable. maybe he wouldn't, though, because he doesn't want to admit that he did that, that he kidnapped somebody. Maybe. Or that he got Maybe it they have mutual dirt on each other, and so it's I just like, let don't it go. fucking know. Or he sees what they're doing to, like, Sherry, and so he's like, I'm out. I realize that this is a reach. I'm just yeah. trying to look at it from a different angle, and also I genuinely do not believe that she kidnapped herself. I think that there, there is— There was someone else there. Yes. There has to yes. be someone else yes. helping involved in some way. Agreed. I was going to say. There's no way that there's not. There is a chance that she might have agreed, like, yeah, okay, sure, mm-hmm. I'll do mm-hmm. this. 
But I don't think that she knew it was going to be 22 days or that they were going to beat the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. Come All on. of those things. Yeah. 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 And I still don't understand what she would gain other than the attention, which it sounded like she was after. But okay, there's easier ways to get attention. Yeah. And then that whole phone thing, right, where they were like, oh, it looked like it was placed in the grass. But again, I think that somebody could come up and jack her. And if you, the way you fold up your headphones, it it's would so stay. It's so ingrained in yeah. you that like... Yeah, like you if so, if, real quick. if somebody just snatched you, no, I don't believe that. Oh, also the headphones had her hair wrapped in it. But again, I'm a chick, and I'm like, yeah, sure, that's not that. Um, My hair is of. literally everywhere. Right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, but like I can't. If she was just running and somebody snatched her, I could see that being suspicious that they're not wrapped up. But if somebody like flagged her, like if those girls flagged her down, maybe they were getting mail or something. And they were like, hey, miss, I have a question, and so she like slowed down. And, like, took off her headphones and, like, wrapped them up as she's like, yeah, let me give you directions or something. Mm -hmm. And then somebody pulls up and takes her. Yeah. Also, okay, this whole Tara and Sherry case, it's literally almost fucking identical. They were both going on a jog. They both got taken. So it's almost like it was mirrored after Tara's abduction. Mm -hmm. Like, it was restaged to look like Tara's abduction. Mm -hmm. The police definitely don't think they're related. Yeah. I mean, everybody is like fucking Troy Zink over here did some shit, but they just didn't have enough information. I don't know. Tara's. Tara's, yeah. yeah. yeah, But not that he's involved in Sherry's. Exactly. They don't think that. They think that they're totally unrelated. But it is kind of eerie that they knew each other. They went to the same high school. They looked identical. Yeah, that's weird. And the same thing happened to them. Only Sherry came back alive. So... It's almost like somebody, like if it were Cameron or something, knew this story and tried to recreate it because it's a story we all know. Well, and maybe she, maybe he worked with Sherry, who she knew the story, too. She knew it intimately, I'm sure, because oh, yeah, she grew up friend with this girl. Yeah. yeah, Maybe she saw how she was portrayed as this beautiful young girl who goes missing. Oh, it's so sad. You know, yeah. every, she lit up the room. Yada, yada, yada. Everybody yeah. loves a missing person yeah yeah and so she sees that and thinks i could be that person i could like i could do that for this guy and get the attention from it and then you know i'll come back once this guy does his thing and it'll be great or something either that or like book deals i don't know like something something else you'd be in the limelight you'd be in the spotlight and then it went the complete opposite direction yeah yeah that's i mean it very likely could have been but i just don't understand why everybody is so mad like they are so mad at her. Like, even if she did that, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's say she did that. I really, like we've been saying, I don't think she agreed to have her nose bashed in and her arm branded. That's like fucking life, right? Yeah, that which sucks. Maybe she doesn't care as much because she was into self-harm. So, like, she has scars anyway, which, again. Yeah, but is, having your nose broken is your face. And your face is. And she's a pretty chick. To a vain, pretty yeah. person. Not saying that she's vain or whatever, but, I yeah. mean. Yeah. If you're looking for attention or whatever, if you're painting her as that person, then I could assume that she's vain. If she's yeah. vain, you're not going to want your face fucked with. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, like, something went awry. Yeah. And then also, like, why pen her to a cross like that if that's really what she did? Like, Yeah, like, that sucks. She that's still ended health. up being a victim. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. she's still not well. Yeah, there's that, something wrong. If all of that happened, she's yeah. still not well. Yeah. But, you know, we love to, like, fucking... Go after people. But also, here's another thing that might add another level to the story. So, like I was saying, I don't know how they afforded all this because he was fucking working on a Best Buy salary or whatever. But in the pictures, there's a couple pictures of her. And it looks like she's on a private plane. Like, maybe their honeymoon or something. But you can see the pilot in the front. And it's got, like, the pretty little curtains that you can shut on the Mm. windows. And, like, it looks like they chartered a private motherfucking plane, which has got to be a goddamn pretty penny. I just looked up pricing the other day. Oh, what are we chartering? Where are we going? <laughs> I was just checking. <laughs> just like your Zillow 
like fucking house hunts? Literally, yeah. Oh, I heard someone else say, because I was listening to a podcast, and she was like, uh, it was a professional comedian, and she's like, I had to, you know, do this. I chartered a jet or whatever to get here in time, blah, 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 because of reasons. So I used this website, and she said the website, and I was like, how much does that cost? So then I went on the website just to a see, lot. like, how much it costs. Well, it wouldn't let me unless I, like, signed up for it and mm. then signed up for the subscription and stuff, so I didn't do it. But you can get an annual membership for, like, $3,000. That's Jesus just for Christ. the membership. <laughs> yeah, so it's expensive. Yeah, so I'm sure me. the flights are more than that. And yeah. so I was like, mm, not in my, not today. <laughs> not, <laughs> not in my, my budget. Price range yet. <laughs> <laughs> Someday it will be, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a 40-passenger private jet? Mm-mm. That's not enough for me <laughs> and all of my closest friends. Oh, my God. Okay, but wait. So they were, like, taking pictures in a private jet or some shit. Mm-hmm. They they had this home, which I guess, whatever. It was a trust home. But, yeah, but one of the theories was, like, oh, she was accustomed to this type of lifestyle, mm-hmm. and Keith wasn't providing it, so she ran away to, like, go start her life over, which Greener might pastors. support some of your theory where you're like, what if she did it? And, like, was in with this Cameron guy, and she was going to get some of that money Mm -hmm. to, like, you know, fund some more of her life. Well, money, be a spotlight, be kind of a local celebrity when you get home because everyone, you know, is so happy that this missing girl that we all loved when she was missing is not home. Yeah. But, unfortunately, that's not the way that our society works most times. Yeah. Oh, my God. But I want to know what happened for 22 days. There's obviously other people involved. Mm -hmm. It's all really weird and sketchy. Yeah, where did she go? I just don't fully believe that. I mean, she could have been involved in some way, shape, or form, but I think she got victimized as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe she was involved in the beginning or, like, on board in the beginning, and then yeah. she was like, bro, it's been a week now. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. But then also, it's weird that, like, she would get beat up and everything and then not turn on them. But if it's the church involved Unless and she knows scary. what they're capable of, yeah. like, I know everybody in Scientology, they're like, I will not speak against them because then I will be shunned by my family. I'll lose everything I know and own. Like, yeah, yeah. It could be the same thing. I don't know. It could be of threats. Of course, I'm speculating. She could have threats from the police because the police are with the church and yada, yada, yada. She could yeah. have threats from them being like, yeah. bro, we will lock you up forever mm-hmm. because, like, we could take away everything or you yeah. can just drop it and live your life right now. And she's like, fuck, I guess I'll just drop it and live my life right now. Yeah. That's so scary. Isn't that crazy? That is so crazy. Did you remember that story? No. I remember, like, I remember bits and pieces of it, but I didn't realize all of this. I literally looked up her case, right? Because I was like, oh, blonde chick missing in California or something. Mm-hmm. And her name was the first one. And it was so old that I knew it wasn't the lady that I thought I was looking after, right? Which, yeah. you know, have a couple beers or something and I was going to solve a case. But, um... <laughs> When I saw her face, I was like, oh, I think this is that chick that faked her own kidnapping. Yeah. So I knew the story. Yeah. And then I read it, and I was like, hold up. Why do we all think that she faked her own kidnapping? Like, obviously, I was just going off of quick headlines Mm -hmm. that I was exposed to. Yeah. But after reading all of that, and literally, there are blogs. There's a whole fucking Reddit, subreddit, devoted to her shit. But almost everybody is like, yeah, she fucking lied. And I'm like, I just don't see it. Like, I get it. I would it. like to go in those Reddits and strike up that conversation. Some people do, but nobody feeds off of it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And it's also, like, four years old. Like, the yeah. latest post is probably three years or something because oh, it's damn. kind of fizzling out. But I'm sure it'll come around again. I want them to test that DNA. Mm-hmm. And also, it'd be interesting to talk to her. I think everyone in Reading should go do the 23andMe. Yeah, everyone so in Reading, go rub your foot. Like, is that one public, though? Like, it's got to be, like, a public ancestor thing. 23andMe? Yeah. For them to, for the police to get information, it's got to be special oh, ones. I don't know. 
do in whatever one she's talking about. Also, everybody in Reading, tell us about Bethel. Or if you know anything about Bethel that is true, like you have firsthand experience or a friend who has like fucking come forward or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or is it legit like just a peaceful, nice church? But it sounds a little culty. I mean, it could just be like one of the big church that I work next to is very big and it has like a huge parking lot. And yeah, like, but they don't have deep pockets in this city. I am. They do in this city. Mm. Yeah. Do they? Well, I just guess I don't know about it. Yeah. I'll tell you all about it. No, I won't. I just know that they are a big church and like literally everyone has heard of them. Oh. So if anybody goes there, fucking. It's huge. It's it got up. its own fucking Bethel TV and like studio productions that hit like the billboards of fucking Christian music and shit. Like, they got a lot of money. Is it easy to get on those billboards? I don't know, but they get to pass, they get to write everything off. Uh, well, yeah, it's a church. Yeah. Yeah. So they're making shit ton of money. Like, I think 25% of their profits alone is based off of, like, fucking TV shows and, and their music. That's not even, like, churchgoers. Jesus. Yeah. That's intense. It's um, a whole fucking business. I would like to state that I don't want any beef with the church. <laughs> yeah. I don't either. I'm just curious. But also, if you're doing some fucked up shit, then you have been exposed. Yeah. Let's hear about it. Let's talk about it. But yeah. also, please don't come for me. Don't kidnap me. Yeah. I'm not going to create a documentary. I'm just going to do this one episode <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on a podcast, and then I will forget all about it's it. It's not a deep dive. <laughs> on that lovely note. That was a fucking crazy-ass story, right? It was a crazy-ass fucking mm-hmm. story. Girl. All right. So if you want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, which you're not going to find much other than this pretty chick— her signature long blonde hair. Yeah. And then, like, no pictures of her after. She's always in, like, a hoodie with long sleeves on and shit. So oh, poor girl. You can't really see anything. Go to isgdpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Also, you'll find links to our merchandise. Go buy some shit. And our Patreon. Come join the Patreon. For as Ooh. little as a dollar, you get an extra episode every month. One dollar. ten dollars, you get behind-the-scene access, a.k.a. unedited fucking footage of the recording of this goddamn episode and every motherfucking episode. Mm-hmm. And it usually comes out earlier than the real episode is published. Usually. So... Do that. Also, you can come join us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ISGD Podcast. Come join the goddamn pod group on Facebook. It's a blast. We're all friends. We're family. We are. <laughs> you can email us at ISGDpodcast at gmail.com or you can snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. And that's it. And that's all. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>